Welcome back to another episode of the YNK Podcast. Yeah? Hey, are you a young adult struggling to navigate through life and find your passion? Do you often wonder if circumcision is both ethical and safe? Well, if you answered yes to either of those questions, then this week's podcast is for you. And another brief shout out to our partners over at Bravo Tipper Pay, the only payment app that keeps your information private and secure. Let's have a good one on today's YNK podcast. Um, all right, well, we're back with another YNK podcast. Uh, I didn't even want to bring it up, but... It's bed and breakfast for you, bitch ass. We're, uh, if you're tuning in on the audio version... Uh, <laughs> We're all in Mike's bed. <coughs> I, w- I wish I was kidding. But this bed's had a lot of activity, and you guys are my favorite guests <laughs> out of all of them. <laughs> this, if, if we had a, a blacklight in this room, it would be just a glazed donut in here. <laughs> no, man, Versace's fucking on, on the dime. I think I got the coronavirus. <coughs> oh, speaking of the coronavirus, before we really get into things, um, I read an article today that... The actual beer Corona yeah. is is suffering a tragic seventeen percent loss down. Yeah. Honestly, it's a horseshit roll of the dice for them. They could have been called anything. I, I just saw this. Yeah, thirty eight percent of Americans said that they wouldn't buy a Corona because of the coronavirus. But then also sixteen percent of people didn't. Sixteen percent of people didn't know that there was that there was or wasn't a correlation between Corona beer and the coronavirus. Yeah. So really, it's just dumb people. It's uninformed. Don't give a fuck. But it's it's just unfortunate for Corona beer. I mean, we supported Corona beer for many years. We you sure know, did. Probably from 2011 until 2016, I'd say. Best job I've ever had. <laughs> drank a lot of Coronas. I'd say collectively, uh, three people, <laughs> three people in this bed probably drank. What do you think? Like eight thousand. I drank a few Easy. thousand myself. Eight thousand. Easy. Twelve thousand. I'd say, I'd say 8,000 feels good. I, um, I wanted to take a step back for a moment because we've had a pretty eventful two weeks. Thank you, sir. And a uh, big two weeks for the YNK podcast. Thank you, sir. Um, we've had a lot of... Shout out Bluey up in the corner. <laughs> we've had a lot of interesting Shout guests. Shout out Coda with the Woods. A lot of interesting guests in the past two weeks. This house has been a fucking... Uh, zoo. It's been a zoo. It's been a ranch. My mom used to say, I think this house is Grand Central Station. <laughs> I used to bring all the guys on the team over when I was like 10. I'm like, fuck is Grand Central Station? Well, she always referenced it. She used it all the time. Now uh, my house is Grand Central Station. Well, I'm sorry. Um, we've had, in the past two weeks, just to name a few names, we had uh, Danny Amendola over here. Sure did. Legend. Seasoned vet in, yeah. the, in the NFL. Real fast twitch guy. We had uh, Shavo Odajian, the bassist for System of a Down. Yeah, legend. also legend. We had uh, David Meltzer, who is a great yeah. big sports agent. No, also legend. No motherfucker. Like people are gonna know more and more about him. He was just rated in like the top ten uh, serial entrepreneurs to follow, um, like by Forbes recently. But what a fucking rock star of a guy! Yeah, like, he, he came yeah. here. He's an older gentleman. He, uh, he insisted we had uh, bottles and bottles of Jaeger. Yep, it's a great guy. Yep. Like where's heads at? But really? like very, very serious guy, like very spiritually yeah. tuned in. And I can really relate to him because like some people look at my space, not saying I'm nearly as spiritual as anywhere, like he's, you know, a lot further along, but I can draw comparisons to like he likes to turn up, he's in the sports world, he's does he's been in tech, he investing, he knows how to make money like really, really well. Not to say I, you know, I'm just hope to be in that trajectory, but like his overall vibe towards the entire thing is super balanced. Like he's down to like play beer pong and turn up and then he's up at eight and he's doing this and he's just... He said he wakes up at four. Wakes up at 4 a.m. every day, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to cut you off, <laughs> do you have a guest phone charger for this side of the bed? No, I don't. Respect Because I don't that. want him staying around That's, like that, you know what I mean? Yep. I thought I, through that. I completely get the psyche. I thought through that. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, I don't want to skip over our our very very special guest, Mr. Um, Mr. Larry King. Yeah, forgot his name for a second. Go, because <laughs> we kept joking. And we were like, let's call let's call Larry King Steve Stephen King. But Stephen King is like a, an award winning novelist. <laughs> he yeah, wouldn't have got it. Steve, it would, Steve it would have set off the the interview on a bad foot. Yeah. He'd be like, what do you what do you, what do you <laughs> mean, Steve? Wrong King. I'm Larry King. <laughs> like he, he's probably never had anyone say his name wrong in like sixty years. 
You know what I mean? You know his name just right off the yeah. gate. For right the younger the listeners, if you don't know don't know Larry King or know him that well, he's conducted. He's one of the biggest, the biggest interviewer in the entire world. He's he's conducted over sixty thousand interviews. So if you can think of any person ever that's ever existed in the past sixty year, fifty years. How long has he been doing it for? He's the Sixty. Number, he, I mean, he's the longest tenured person. Said he had sixty thousand interviews. Sixty thousand interviews. He's the longest in tenured years, broadcaster. Yeah. Period. So yeah, any name you mention, we we did this too. Any name we would mention, he'd be like, oh yeah, like I interviewed him. I mean, he bro, I'm talking like he interviewed like six, seven presidents. We interviewed Napoleon Hill, didn't he? Who wrote Thinking uh, Grow Rich? Yeah. That was the whole. I don't even think I told this story, and I tried to get it out to him, but he kept cutting me off. <laughs> Not to cut you off. Yeah, he cut. Yeah, man, if you thought I was kind of, I mean, he just, that was the thing. I just want to, you just want to let him, anytime he opened his mouth, let him speak till he didn't want to anymore. Cause it's just, he's like super knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. But um, when he called me, I was trying to get to the story in the podcast and it didn't get there, but I couldn't hear what he was saying really. And uh, like, it was, it was slightly awkward cause I couldn't, he had, you know, long pauses and I like couldn't understand exactly what he was saying. This was on the phone? Remember when I made the, made fun of his phone in person? I was like, now I get why yeah. I couldn't hear you. Yeah. The guy has a flip phone. <laughs> yeah. He has a flip phone, which is legendary. But, um, that, that saved me. Um, I, cause he's basically like in so many ways said like, what is your podcast promoting? Like what, uh, you know, before he wanted to come on, he wanted to like understand more. And I kind of went into like the Napoleon Hill concept of like, I was really inspired by that concept of like putting a bunch of people together and, mm-hmm. and learning the similarities in them. Yep. Um, and he was like, I interviewed Napoleon Hill. He passed the test. <laughs> and he like hung up. Napoleon Hill was born in like, what, the 1900? Yeah, man. Like, I want to say thinking Think and Grow Rich has been on the best, has been, it's over 100 years old. I think it's like 1932. It came out in the 40s? Let me look it up. Think and Grow Rich? When uh, was Think and Grow Rich published? 1932. I found this on the web. 1937. 37, oh, so, all right. So close. So right after the Great Depression. So he would have been around 40 then anyway. So yeah, he was born in 19, 1900 because he was like in his late 40s when that came out. That's incredible. So yeah, he interviewed him. I mean, yeah, he interviewed MLK, like JFK, Nixon, Clinton, everybody. So anyway, it was an incredible podcast. Um, we uh, unfortunately he just suffered a stroke, so he had to come in his wheelchair. Yeah, and um, he that, fucking rolled right in. We we got right underway and had an incredible interview. The crazy part is he came here. That's the that's the hard part. That's mm-hmm. like the fi- most fire shit. So that should be out in the next uh, like month or two. Pretty exciting stuff. Um, so again, if you're tuning in via audio, we are lying in Mike's bed in his bedroom. Um, what do you think about it? It's the the bed's nice. I'm more of a firm bed kind of guy. Like I like softness in the really. Mat- I like I don't like to sink into the mattress. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like to sink. Man, I like I'm a big soft guy. I like the uh, what's the like the memory foam material yeah. Yeah. where it's like firm, but it's yeah. I mean, this, I'm, I'm a big combo of firm and soft. But I there feel like if, well, yeah, yeah, at yeah, the yeah. end of this, you're gonna lay down. We're gonna get off it. Right now, there's a lot of weight and it's even, evenly distributed. Like right, how, the, how this what? mattress works, though, is mm-hmm. like wherever the impact is, the weight, like it gives. So right now, all of us, it's giving a lot on this side. But if you come in alone, you're lighter, a lot lighter, and you. I feel you. you. St- you're gonna make you sit there. You know what kind of mattress this is? No, but it's hard. It's like a dope. It's a high level one. I don't know. Fucking, hard is an awesome. I want to say Josie got it, but it was like fire. Sounds about right. Yeah, see, I'm not going to pick the fucking mattress. Yeah. <laughs> also, to let people know, my, my bedroom is probably like a, a spitting, spitting distance uh, on the other side of these doors over here. You know what's Got funny is that Kilmer is always like my neighbor neighbor. Like, since we've moved out here, you're always the my, room right My rooms next, are always right next to you. You're always yeah. right in my, like, region. Because uh, we're always, like, you know, double-sided house or whatever. We're like, remember the first crib? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and same was over here. I know. Bedroom's right next door. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I hear some stuff. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I like. Do you hear stuff? I hope not. Honestly, no, not really. No, I've been keeping it under wraps. I think you do a good job of like putting yeah. music on and have catching a little vibes. That's why you need to have a record player in your room because you get to show. I, mean, I got an Apple TV. You got to show the ladies your record collection. You know TV. what I mean? Oh, that's when we get in here. We're not talking about records. That's a game. That's that's, uh, that's at least a, not those kinds of records. That's a that's a little game as old as time. Yeah, we talk it. we talk about records five feet that way in the studio, and then we come over here and do the dance. <laughs> And do the Macarena. Yeah, so I, I definitely hear some things. Um, 
hear hear a lot of shrieks. I hear a lot of uh, good shrieks. So not not like they're good shrieks. Mike, what's your what's your what's your dirty talk like these days? It's pretty limited, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've actually thought about it. I'm not extremely like. I mean, I think that's just my overall vibe. I'm not trying to be like a fucking over the top, but I've had girls like I've had girls try to like initiate me to talk more. And what like? I'm just not. Yeah, I'm like. What are you doing those? No, situations? I mean, I'm just. I'm doing the normal. I'm doing on the below average side of like what the average would be of like grunting. Yeah. Just the jargon. You know what I mean? Like it's not even. It's like not. It's like not even really word. Like. But if she I mean? if she feeds you a line, you like, do, do you give it anything but right back? Yeah, I always answer back. If I'm being engaged, I'm yep. not gonna be rude. Okay. But I'm not like. Oh, you fucking li- like, you know what I mean? Like, I just not, I find it cheesy. You know what I mean? I know they're fucking with it. <laughs> I don't got to ask them. Like, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm, see, people have this misconception. <laughs> I feel like I'm very misunderstood. Uh, people probably have this. Con- are you, are you a, I could see you being extremely verbal. See, that's the thing. I, not only am I not verbal. I actually know you're not. I've, I've been around you enough to. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> I'm not verbal and I'm not into any weird stuff. I don't have any fetishes. I'm not either, se. man. You know <clears throat> what I mean? Foley, are you into anything weird? <laughs> played the fifth. Oh wow! I played he took he took the pussy. He took the soft <laughs> high road because he knows this girl on my list and he just has that. He has an utmost respect for her privacy. Yeah, you can't put her on blast like that. I feel that. Yeah, I'm not like it's not her. It's you. I mean, yeah, I get it. Being We're just in bed and you're supposed to be intimate today, but it's fine. That's funny that we didn't even plan. I'm cu- I just cut you off mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. It's funny that we didn't plan, though, at all to talk. We're like sitting here talking about sex and like intimate shit in bed, but it wasn't like we did that because we were planning on talking no, about that. No, no. I just I, want that to be noted. Sorry. I, have, I have questions and I need answers. Okay, good. Yeah. I just, yeah, I think people would, I mean, obviously, like, I'm into the whole JOI world now and that's its own thing. Wait, still? <laughs> That, I, I, thought, I, I like to dabble. So in. Do you have your girl? I'm pretty sure. No, no, no. I don't do live JOI. That's insane. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> live JOI. Would you pay for that? Live J. No. Pay someone to talk to me while I yank it. Oh, well, what would I that? Like that's a fairly common concept. I mean, on the internet, I can see that, but like in person, I feel like that'd be weird. Yeah, in person, that's ridiculous. But <laughs> like a cam girl, like a, that's what they do for a living. But. Yeah, Wait, do you commerce. do you use cam girls or no, do you just? No, no, no. I've never. Me either. I've never. Me neither. I've never. I see. I feel like I'd be. I'd feel so awkward doing that. Having a conversation. You run into them at like twenty four hour fitness. I've known a few. Cam <laughs> How are you? Here in LA, you you probably run into them. Yeah, for sure. In the <laughs> in you, you city, bro, all the fucking all the porn girls around. You ever known any cam girls? <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah, I remember the first time someone told me that that's what they did for their job. I was like, I know, I know one right now that's getting. To the bag, like like, like OnlyFans, talking like a hundred, almost a hundred k a month. Oh we God. love that, and she's not even having to fuck anyone. She's just fucking herself. She says she barely shows her pussy oh, at all. Yes, turf toe. Don't get turf toe yes. <laughs> <laughs> fungus in my fucking bed, bro. No, it's like you know when your your toe hyperextends. No, oh, I thought you said turf toe. What is, what's turf toe mean? I don't think that's turf toe. No, you're talking about athlete's foot. Yeah, I'm thinking about athlete's foot. No, oh, no. anyways. Sorry I interrupted you guys. Sorry, to, okay. sorry to tell you guys I got both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, gir- girls, only fans kind of changed the game for women uh, and cam it's girls. Wild. And I mean, people are... Is it bad I don't really know what OnlyFans is? It's is like, it like... It's basically Patreon, but for yeah. pussy. Yeah. Not even. Like, it's just... And it doesn't have to be. But it is an un- the major, the overwhelming majority is like just hot girls like doing whatever you know yeah and like you, anything yeah i think so like yeah. could we start an only fans for think the so. ranch well see but that's what twitch is i'm gonna pump the brakes there for a yeah, second we couldn't figure twitch only out fans for the ranch is hilarious <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna pump i'm gonna pump the brakes because the issue with only fans is that they take upwards of what travis 20 percent. they take 20 percent from these poor girls trying to make a living now our good friends over at Bravo. This is a great. Yeah. This is a great segue. Great segue. Nicely our, done. Our good friends over at Bravo is about to launch a whole new section of their company called V Next, and it's basically offering, but even to like the tenth degree, the same thing the Patreon offers. But they are here for the creators, and they only take a flat five percent, no matter what. That's pretty far. So it's really far. So. 
these girls for on OnlyFans need to switch immediately. If, if yeah, any, why don't we just start reaching out and, and getting them? Can we, we get, can a, get a piece fee? of that bag, maybe? Hey, we, yo, we, we let's, let's, charge bag? Him seven, let's charge them 7%, give five to Bravo, take two. We'll have a meeting. I'll set up the... Yeah, no, but we, that's, <laughs> that's just a conversation. We're, we're talking about bags. We're talking about a girl who could be generating upwards of 20 grand a month on her OnlyFans account, which these girls exist. I know girls do more. Yeah, they're making more. And OnlyFans is taking 20%. So, I mean, do the math. That's If it's if they're making 20 grand a month, then and they're it's taking 20%, wild. that's 20 grand, right? I mean, $2,000. That's $2,000 out of 20 grand. That's $4,000 out of 24,000. <laughs> Stop blowing the you weed. really didn't think that one. Stop through. blowing the weed smoke on my face. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, two, 20. Fuck. Me, you? All right. Me, you, huh? What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> What's up? So anyways, they're, they're losing a big piece of their bag. If uh, oh, <laughs> Once Bravo launches their new um, their new part of their company, VNX, I think it's going to be... And, and it's going to be great for people like us outside of the porn industry. <laughs> I need to know, was that... Before, not to Why cut are we off, outside? Why so was are we that outside of the porn industry? Was that, a, was that a note in your phone to like somehow segue to Bravo's No, that was completely thing, organic. That was, that was organic. I'm an or- I can't open this I'm goddamn an or- cooler. <laughs> I'm an organic guy. I'm you deserve organic. 5% for that. Any hooser. One, the, Any hooser. The one question that I get asked very commonly, I'm sure you guys ask, get asked the same thing, um, that we've never really touched on in this podcast, and I think it's great because it's right in our wheelhouse, right in our demographic of who listens to this. And it's it's kind of like the age old question of like not necessarily when you get out of college, but when you're just a young person, uh, you know, in your late teens or your early twenties, and it's it's like what, like how how do like what, what do I do with my life when I d- haven't found my calling yet? And it's it could be when you get out of college, which is very common for most people, but not everyone goes to college. It could be do I go to college in the first place to find my calling? Um, but really, it's for the people who just like and and we have three very unique um, viewpoints because we kind of all experience this differently. Mm-hmm. Um, like Mike, for example, like you you went to school, but you got a full scholarship uh, both academically and through sports, and you kind of knew you were calling at an early age, but it ended up not being what you ended up doing. Whereas like I, I also went to school, but I, I kind of knew what I wanted to do since I was 14, like at a very early age, but I went to college anyways. And then I kind of just started working for myself and then Ben mid to a sixth grade. Yeah. Yeah. And for, for you, when did you start dabbling in the whole, like, you know, graphics and that day, that day, that That day, my parents got me a computer that day that had Photoshop. It had final cut. So we're all had iWeb. Yeah, we're all pretty bad examples. No, well, we're no, just no, one side of the scale. We're one side of the scale. So what I'm saying is like, what? Like, I get asked this question all the time, and it's people who are either like just out of high school or just out of college, and, yeah. they're, and they're like, I don't really know what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I, I don't, like, I, like I have this job, but I hate it, and like I, I don't really know what I love yet. I just know that like what I'm doing now isn't great. Like, what should I do? And you know, like you could give like such a wide like spectrum of advice, but I was just wondering like, what do you ever get asked that question? And do you yeah. ever, do you ever answer for people? Yeah, for sure. Um, best way to articulate this would be like starting to believe in intuition um, and getting your mind state to a place that's understanding of your pace. Um, a lot of the anxiety comes from the, you know, uh, urges to compare your path to everyone else's path, mm-hmm. especially nowadays. And I, I'm, I'm a bad example because I've I've had these lucks, these lucky breaks, and you know I, I did have a pretty, pretty good idea of what I wanted to do or what I was supposed to be doing. Um, but at the end of the day, in the as things have progressed, like I look at things and I've, I've, I've changed my perspective on, on life and life's events a lot where I, I see it. I, I truly see it that I, I now have an, a new outlook on, on, on bad times on when, when struggles occur, it's almost like I can like challenge myself and I can rise to that challenge. And I kind of look at it more like a game and like something 
versus like, woe is me, why the fuck, oh my God, this is really horseshit, I'm getting trolled. I think that takes going through it first, though. It does. It's hard to have that perspective before you're in that place. It does. But listen, what I'm saying is I haven't even had these crazy struggles, like, but I've been deeply impacted by this outlook just on my struggles. So what I'm saying is like, if you, if you can start programming your mind and ch to change your outlook and to like really just trust the pace of life and like really listen to your intuition, like, yeah, a bunch of C minus jobs might eventually land you right where you want to be right at the right time. And guess what? If you believe in that, when you're going through the shitty parts of the journey, you will get to the better part of the journey faster and you'll be more prepared. You'll enable yourself a lot more if you look at it this way. So it's just it's just like a switch that might it really is is uh, escalated by experiencing hard times and getting through them and then realize then seeing that transformation for yourself. But if you can buy into it before the hard times, uh, you're you're so much better prepared to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Um but even like moving past that of just like a hard time, like a lot of people are just like they just don't they don't know, right? Hundred percent. But that's what I, that's what I'm referencing yeah. as a hard time is that confusion, that angst, exactly. That you know, like a, appreciate that it's part of your journey. Try to challenge yourself every day when you wake up and you're in that sh underwhelming mode. Like p you wake up in a mood for a long time where you're kind of uninspired and you don't. You know what I mean? These are bad times. This is what I'm referencing. Like, yeah. if you are confused, that confusion has a better chance of being figured out and fixed if you can change your outlook to like, look, I know this is part of my journey. I'm going to try to be the best version of myself I can. Mm -hmm. The best people, the way you climb and you find yourself in good situations is when your intentions and your energy are the best they could possibly be. Yep. Go into every day and every experience, really any relationship. Like I've even shifted the way sometimes I would just in my head be thinking something bad about someone or like, I don't fuck with that. And even that, like just your, your, if your energy and your intentions towards other people are really honest and good, mm -hmm. you're going to get better relationships. Like you're going to find yourself in better situations. People are going to want to help you. Yeah. So from a, from a mind mindset standpoint, that's, that's spot on. From yeah. like a from like an actual like physically doing things standpoint, yeah. I, f I feel like my our generation even the now every generation after ours, there's been like this really like awful stigma with kind of doing things electronically and behind a computer instead of like Fuck that. you know what I mean. As far Wait, which generation? Yeah. I'm talking about commu like communicating with people, not not information. I'm talking about communicating with people. Like I, I get a lot of messages from people saying like, oh, like I'm sending out my resume like once or twice a day, and like, but I live at home with my parents and like yeah. this, and it's like not, it doesn't matter where you. It's live. not enough. It's not enough. It's so, not enough times a day. It ain't enough. No, what I'm saying, yeah, that's that's not enough. But like, <laughs> there really is no substitute, and like people have done this with me, where like a random person will hit me up and they'll be like, hey, like I'm, I live in LA, I do this. Do you want to get a cup of coffee so I can pick your brain about something? Because uh, I, I really think you'd have a lot of knowledge and a lot of input. And I've, I've done it. I've been like, yeah, like I live uh, pretty close. Like let's grab coffee. And like I'd, I will sit there and I'll have a conversation with them and they'll ask me like a bunch of questions and then they now have all that insight versus you'll never be able to get that electronically you know what I mean like there's no substitute for that that's just one yeah but that's using electronics to reach out to no, you no I know I'm, sa I'm, I'm saying like you can you, you can you can leverage electronics but like you, ha you have to go beyond that like there's such a like a but dude think about what electronics really, that's what though. electronics that's why it's so incredible because people, now you'd have to stalk someone I'm saying, to find them I'm where saying they people only I'm saying people only like people will like send resumes like online and like like just cold resumes online with people like they've never no, no, that, that's not, you know what i mean th like those days are over i'm saying like you, you can't just be doing that like there's such like but a look, but look network now it is everything you can use your phone you could you could literally be remote and create a network you, right you I'm, can be remote you can be in your fucking whoever's basement let me use a prime creating example. a network though use a prime example with you how much did your career change when you came to los angeles Oh, it, it definitely, but I, bro, you know how much, if I came to Los Angeles five years earlier, mm -hmm. I would have had, I would have had a, ter a, a much slower pace. What I'm saying is, Why is that? I built, what I used digitally, when I came to LA, 
Well, you I already had, had, you had, a foundation. had a huge foundation. For sure. I wasn't coming here and just starting from scratch and building. For sure. For you know sure. what I mean? And we had something that people were like, okay, people would Absolutely. accept and want to come be around. Absolutely. You know? Mm-hmm. But look, what I'm saying is, if you know, don't know, your question was about not knowing, not having a calling, not having, like, not sharing what your calling is. It was kind of two sides of it. It was that, and then it was like, like not being able to, right. not, like, not, like sending out, like people are sending out like resumes and not being able to get the right, jobs right. that they want. So Gary V uh, has like had some amazing content on this yeah. and it's about, look, at, it's, I really can start with a mindset thing. It's like, look at this time as a trivial time, mm-hmm. figure out what you want to do. Yes. Don't take it so seriously. It's not about being profitable when you're 24. Exactly. Like stay afloat, understand what's going on, figure things out, find your passions. If you're making $60,000 less right now and driving a shittier car and living in a smaller place, but in that span of time, you figure out something that you really like, the rest of your life, you're not working. Instead of working your ass off and not enjoying it and then ending up impacting the rest of your life in a negative way. Because guess what? Most marriages suffer because the rest of their lives are suffering. Yep. And it translates into how you treat your partner. You know, things get way more tense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, bro, like, enjoy it. Go go out, try to meet people all the time. Use your phone. Be on your phone. Fu- doesn't matter where you are. Who Doesn't matter if you're in your mom's house. Figure out how, like, everyone, in, in my opinion, I think most people have something deep down that they're they're good at or yep. they're interested or that makes them happy yeah and it makes them exactly. happy and, and i guess like yeah. nowadays bro we live in so many new jobs like i was about to say that like literally anything that you any field that makes you even smile a little bit you can go and like yeah. spend an hour researching and see what the job opportunities are in that field Dude, that's and you can just go yeah. try that shit it like could, it could be you can do that for 10 different things yeah. so easily these days it could be anything like do you like drinking bud light great make a career out of it we did right yeah dude no but like seriously but like, no matter yeah, what it is you're good at there's a fucking podcast that's making thirty thousand a fucking month on revenue because there's a market for all this shit there's, you know bro there's a like market handmade for shit on etsy people are making you know yeah it's just crazy just get out of your own head get out of your own way and try shit yeah, I mean, taking risks is the biggest. Start, yeah, start we, with, we, like, experiment, like, do research on fields that make you happy. Yeah, yeah. And see what the job opportunities are in those fields and then research those. A great starting point is saying, okay, for the next month, I'm going to dive into the things that make me that, what do you do in your free time? You know, what do you do in your free time? Do you play a video game? There's a huge market there. Figure something out. Yep. Start, start thinking in a business format. You can to literally get paid to test video games. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to but do. everything. And just use it, use this time in a way that if you can allow yourself to take the pressure off, yeah. your moves are going to be so much better and like you can really actually figure out what you're good at. Yeah, and there's like a negative stigma with like you know, growing up too fast and like I mean, we obviously didn't do that, but yeah. in most parts of this That's country, the there's a stigma where like you get out of college, it's like, shit, I have all this debt, I have to fucking get a job and I'm probably not going to like it. It's probably going to be some bullshit office job, but I'm going to have to pay off my debt. Shit, just make an OnlyFans account. And then there, mm. and then there was a stigma where it's like, <laughs> oh, like I'm, I'm in my late 20s. I got to start, you know, find someone to marry. And then you get married. Like, there's Fuck just, that shit. There's just all like these social constructs that, that pe- people still aren't seeing past, Look, which bro, is unreal. LA is a perfect example of this. I was just talking about blue. Age is completely null and void. Yeah. If you're swimming in the water out here, you're swimming with the sharks. If you're doing business at 18, mm-hmm. those motherfuckers will lock you into some horse shit deal. They don't give a fuck. There's no mercy. It's like everyone, like the the playing field is the playing field and there's no other factors. It doesn't matter where you're from, what age you are. It's just like, who's the bigger player? Who's the players? You, you know? think Josh is 35. Yeah, but like, exactly. There was a 50-year-old dude we, we rock with. Josh, he, he might as well be fucking 28. It just doesn't matter. And then there's these YouTubers and all these mother, young motherfuckers making hands over fists, making racks. See that like seven-year-old that opens toys on YouTube? Yeah, the bro. He's YouTuber. So anyone this year, he's at home, like, bro, there's something out there for everybody. You just got to fucking enjoy yourself and like get yourself in a place where you can stay afloat and be inquisitive. And, you yeah, know. being inquisitive is like the biggest part of it. Remember Larry King, what he said? What stay he said, curious. Curiosity, he's like... The reason I've been this successful is because of my curiosity. I'm just so curious about It's giving me people. chills. It's literally yeah. giving me chills. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, I think a lot of people lack curiosity and like they, they wonder why they're unhappy. But you got to poke the fire. Exactly. You know I mean? And like the, your, tw- your 20s could not be a better time to do that. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like it's fuck what your parents think and what the what the like so, your small town ideologies are, yeah. like where you grow up. It don't matter what they think. But let me tell you, bro. Like staying young, it's another thing. Larry King's eighty six. He feels young as fuck in his head, mm-hmm. and that's why he's so upset being in a, being dependent on other people because he hates it. Yeah, he like, feel like that. But yo, I watched a few interviews before, like just trying to prepare a little bit, and he was saying that he like it was literally like he was 83 in the interview and he was just like i feel so young he's like i've never looked at myself and been like like even i see my my lifelong friends i see like i see them like our our first memories i still see them the same and it's like everyone out here who's successful they fucking stayed young as fuck Mm -hmm. because guess what i tweeted something i said the minute you lose your curiosity uh you fall off and think about what happens to people who are in the arts or are really booming one time in business at one phase, one decade, one era, but they don't evolve with the times as you get older because they lack the curiosity of like, what's new, what's fresh, what's happening, what's trending. Mm-hmm. They've been in the game, you know what I mean? Yep. And you stop, forget, you forget about being ahead of the cycle and then you lose touch with what's dope and what's next. Yep. But if you stay curious, I, that's why I feel like I, you know, you just, you can keep getting better no matter what age you are, you know what I mean? As long as you're tuned in and you're using your experience, but you're still tuned into what's next always. And speaking on that, to add to the, this is adding on to the mantra, you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, my old man told me this and like, this like eased my mind so much. And you know, he's a, he's an older gentleman. He's a successful guy. Yeah. And he said that the thing that ended up making me rich didn't even exist until I was 40. Yep. That's fucking insane. So think about that. Like we're, we're yeah. not, no, we're that's not, actually crazy. We're not even 40 yet. So like, there, dude, that's mine. There may be something like that will come along in your life that doesn't even exist in this world yet. Yeah. And you will find it. Like a, a good example for me is when Airbnb was, was invented. Yeah. Airbnb was invented and it changed my entire life yeah. for a few years. Um, before they caught on to that shit. <laughs> before, it became, <laughs> before, before it became extremely illegal. But when Airbnb came into the market, like I, I stumbled a, 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 uh, across it because I was living in New York City and we were going on tour and I was like, fuck, I don't want to pay my New York City rent while I'm on tour. And I, I just like did, like again, curiosity. I went online and I saw like what, what yeah. I could be doing. Airbnb popped up. This is when it was just invented. Dude. I was like, all right. like yeah. So I got some guy from, from the UK, from England, to come stay at my apartment for two or three weeks the entire time I was on tour. And it ended up being more than what my rent was. I, I made a profit instead of losing money from not having anyone there at all. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, well, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> so I, I was even, I, I was curious even further. And I was like, what if I get another apartment and I live in that one and I rent this one out full time. So I just started doing that and I was renting out an apartment, you know, as much as I possibly could. And then I was like, well, hmm, that's interesting. What if I have two apartments at the same time and I go sleep on my couch in my studio? So then I started doing that for a year where I had two apartments and I was renting them out full time. And like, it, it honestly, like it was, I was running the entire business from my, my cell phone. I didn't have to lift a finger. I barely did anything. Perfect example. So that's, that's a perfect example where something came to the, to the world that didn't exist and and then I just leveraged it. And anyway, dude, do dude that. just look at our lives the last year. And I'm a dumbass. Just look at our a- lives. Anyone can look do that. Look at our lives the last year, though. We had a business for six and a half years. And then we created a podcast and the Chugbud thing that mm-hmm. those revenue streams, those are going to be our biggest revenue streams soon. They really are. Mm-hmm. Ch- like, we, we're in the middle of doing an amazing deal with Chugbud, his amazing partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just going to make some like big ass plays with it. And it didn't even fucking exist in our lives a year ago. A year ago. A year ago it did. It didn't exist had, in our lives a just, year ago. And it just, so it's just came like if you but but I really credit like our energy switch. Like we really grew up a lot. Like yeah. mm-hmm. and got less egotistical as a group and just caught a better wave. And I think that's what I'm trying to say. That's why I'm spiritual. Like mm-hmm. because I just saw the, the and everything you study says that. It says Dedicate yourself to this and watch what happens. It's what it says. Yeah. Remember, I was preaching to you guys. Yo, I'm doing this fucking affirmation shit. It's every night for like 60 days in a row, and then all of a sudden, fucking shit happens. Yeah. And you're like, damn. So then, you know, it's proven to you. And then, yeah, I don't know. I love it. I had a another another question just before we 
uh, go on our pee break. We're all going to pee at the same time in Mike's bathroom. Um, <laughs> Can we cross streams? <laughs> sword fight. We're going to cross swords. Uh, the final question on this is, and a lot of a lot of um, successful people will vouch for this. I remember, uh, I forget which one of our guests said this, but they kind of re- talked about focus and how important focus is. And and th- but here's the thing though, and this is where I'm kind of confused with the, all the focus because like I kind of suffer from this. And Mike, you kind of do too. And it's, it's not a bad thing, but it's kind of like the, when kind of curiosity takes over like to the extreme and, and you're interested in so many different things where you're not focusing on one thing anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for you, obviously like your one thing would be music, but then you're interested in, you know, we're doing a podcast, you're interested in Chugbud and yeah. you're so involved in I your merchandising. Oh no, of course, of course. And then with me, like I, like I, I love video, but I also love music and I, I, I love doing the podcast and like there's, a, there's constantly three or four things in my life yeah. as there is with, with all of us here in this bed <laughs> <laughs> that um, still sounds weird that we're not like, we're not really putting our, <laughs> our focus into one thing. And like you get this advice from a lot of successful people where they're like, you know, pick one thing and focus on that and do yeah. We're like, it's hard. It's hard to do that. I sometimes. don't agree. I, well, no, I, 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 I'm not saying I don't agree with I, you. I'm saying I don't agree with that. Yeah, I don't agree with that either. But like, I get where they're coming from. But like, it's like a blessing to be look it passionate comes, it about com- so many things. It comes I mean? back to intuition again, though. Yeah, we no, have I, the intuition to do these other things. I've always had that intuition to diversify. It was never like I was just like, yo, I want to make music. But for what it does for me, and I'm sure it speaks for you as well, mm-hmm. it makes everything remain fresh. And if I was just waking up and making music. It wouldn't be nearly as fresh. Right. Like I go in there and, I, and then the balance is what's made me so happy, bro. I think that's the yeah, the difference of being like success versus fulfillment. And like I think it's a spectrum. Uh, yeah. I, I hate only working on one thing. Yeah. Uh, me too. Same. It's it's Same. very I, honestly for all creatives listening, this doesn't I said creatives, not not everyone. So all creatives, I think you should diversify and just Go wherever your instincts take you. Now, if your instincts are saying, all I want to do is this, then you should do that. That's intuition, in my opinion. So if you're, whatever your instincts are drawing you to, just do it. Yep. Um, but like my instincts has always drawn me to like, <coughs> hey, I want to diversify and do a lot of things. And it's really helped me. But it's made me a lot happier. Yeah. You know? I feel you on that. I would recommend that. But if you're you know, a young business owner, you can't launch three ideas at once. Yep. So... Figure out what you're best at. Figure out what your best opportunity for like success is, yep. and try it. There's definitely a happy medium. We turn down shit all the time. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but well, yeah. See that that goes on to thank you for making me rethink and grow rich because like this kind of cleared things up for me. It's if you are gonna diversify and go into a couple different things at once, you got to go fucking all in, man. Mm-hmm. Like you can't you can't be half-assed at three things. You got to be fucking right. guns blazing at three things. Right. So if you rethink and grow rich and like, you kind of read like, you know, all these lessons that are mm-hmm. in each chapter, you're, and then you just gonna be like, well, fuck, there's people that are out there that are doing each of these things, but they're only doing that. And they're working their fucking ass off at it. Right. So like, if you're going to be doing three things, you're going to be going, like, it's going to be, it's going to be hard. It's not going to be an easy journey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, nothing, nothing on the whole journey is going to be easy. It's just not, and if it is easy, it's not going to last. Yeah. Hey, Charlie up, Hansen. <laughs> want, you want to come join us? Want to dive in? Charlie, come in there. Come, come on, on, Charlie. This is, our, this is our new set design. I promise we got hookers What do you think way. about it? We need a fluffer. Come on. You kind of love it, right? Yeah, good. <laughs> the girls didn't show up yet. <laughs> They're on their way, Charlie. I promise. The girls never came. The girls never came. Uh, I think this is a good time for a pee break, yeah? Yeah, if we need one, let's do it. All right. All right. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with You Never Know You Know What I Mean, right after this urination break. All the Steves are equally special. <laughs> Hold on to your mic, it's going to float away. It's floating away. Wee! Wee. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, this a fucking weapon. I was I've been diving into uh, Rogan a little more, and he, he, I usually agree with like. 90, God damn, he's sharp. I agree with like ninety nine point nine. He's like the everyday man. You know what I mean? Like he's. I think. Yeah, I think, he, I think he's a great I, fucking version of the everyday man. I totally agree. He's he's like a like a superhero everyday man. What's what's your percentage <laughs> of shit you agree with him? Like ninety nine point nine percent. I agree with. I really do. I agree with him about ninety five percent. He yeah, takes a strong stance. I go on about everything. like eighty seven. 
All right. He takes a strong stance on everything, and, and uh, I just agree with most of it. Me too. Um, one thing I did not. Steve. One thing I did not agree with. And oh. he, hey. Hi, Mister Steve. We we're just about to talk about something. Hey, that, big fat boy. <laughs> hey, Steve. Um, he he got into like a heated not argument but like a very heated discussion about um, circumcision, circumcising children, and he's against circumcision. Yeah, I saw that. And it's he, a firm disagree for me. See, yeah, the, likewise. He, here's the thing, and this was his backup. He said that he uh, there, there's around a hundred, so like hundred circumcision deaths a year, hundred to hundred fifty circumcision deaths a year, which percentage wise very very low, but but that's hilarious. People are dying. There are children that are dying. Uh, from getting circumcised, probably not in this country, but I mean, who knows? Doubt it. Um, but also, that's just a hilarious. Also, there's a percentage, a small percentage of kids that are getting like deformed dicks from like a like a mishap during the circumcision. Honestly, Aren't all dicks kind of deformed. Honestly, having a bad dick is a real, really bad draw. That's what I'm saying. So like, but like, what do you mean? Think about it. Like, <laughs> think about it. Define your bad whole life different. You gotta <laughs> <laughs> go into detail. Yeah, I just like I, I wonder. Uh, I wonder. It's yeah, like you got a horse shit dick. If you got a below average dick, <laughs> if you got a below, like a noticeably below average dick for whatever the reason may be. But if you cosmetic, it's a horse shit draw. If you cosmetically have a bad dick, that's something that's out of your control. Like I get it. That it sucks. Still sucks. Though. That's that sucks. Like, it sucks. Um. So like I get where Rogan's coming from, but like it's it's such a <laughs> it's such a small percentage though. Like if someone were like, listen, like you're gonna if if you don't do this, you're gonna have a covered wagon your whole life. But if you do do it, if you go under this this surgery, if you go under the knife, there's gonna be a point zero 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 one percent chance you're gonna die or have a misformed dick. I'd be like, yeah, do it, do the surgery, go for it. Yeah. If I was right. like, if I could speak as a little child, getting his little weenie snipped, I would I would say that. I'd be like, yeah. But. Like, so what, what's, is, there, uh, is there anything that happens in a negative way uh, if you let some time pass before you do it? Like, is it harder to do or is it... See, I didn't... You gotta fucking clean under it, right? I, I didn't... I don't know. I didn't dive that in, into it. Because, because <laughs> I, could, I could get with saying, why don't you wait, you know... I guess it doesn't... It's still gonna be... It's not like the kid's gonna decide in six months. It's like, <laughs> all right, yeah, no, we're good. Let's, let's go through with it. Like the day he turns eighteen, he has to check a box. No, like, yeah, like yeah, cut it off or keep it. I don't know when the when the expiration date is for. Uh, but like, can you fuck with his hog when he's What's like up, four Steve? years old? Is that going to be fucked up? No, actually, I think you can because no, no, you can do it. He's at still any not going to decide until he's like. No, you I, can literally do it at any point. In life. I know for a fact. You can? Yeah. Get this. Oh. Get this. I w- a long, long time hey. ago when I was like fifteen or sixteen hey. years old. I went to Turkey with my family for a vacation. Very weird vacation, but their culture. They do a ceremony when a child is like 13 or something, or like between 8 and 13, something in there. I forget that the ceremony is they get a circumcision at that age. Isn't that unreal? Unreal. Unreal. <laughs> you know, people, unreal. That convert, people that convert to Judaism at like can you imagine, 35 can, you imagine can go your, and get your, circumcised. But like, you can imagine in if fifth you're 18, grade. If you're 18, then you're going to cut your I would be rattled. If you're fifth, in fifth grade, they're like, all right, we're going to have a ceremony. All like, How the, old were they? They're, they're like they're like thirteen or twelve or something. Or like that's or, pretty crazy. Or nine or ten, something like that. So that's a traumatic time. They're, you're like middle school, and like imagine like all your friends and family are there. Middle school is right when you start trying to fuck. They're, they're right? all they're all there to celebrate your little weenie snip. That'd be a fucking unreal. Yeah. Anyway, that's their culture. Everyone has different cultures. We we all accept different cultures. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't know how we got here. I got my weenie snapped. Me too. Steve, you got no you got no weenie at all. And we were we were fucking. <laughs> Steve, you got no balls. I'm sorry. Bad cock. <laughs> Steve, you got a little, you little Steve, furry dick. You got a little furry <laughs> dick, Steve. I'm sorry. Um, I was fucking super stoned last night when we were watching that Rogan about uh, the mathematician Brian Green, the scientist mathematician, and uh, I, I really was blown away. I was blown away by the <laughs> Steve. Fuck off. <laughs> I was blown away by the stat he said that we're, we're the only species that are aware of our own mortality. Yeah. Which I think is crazy, and and you know what it made me think of. That is wild. You know what it made me think of. I'm still thinking of it to this day. So when we had that heated argument about Dwayne Johnson about why he works so much, right? And <laughs> and it got me. It got my wheels. Is this when you compared him to Oprah? <sighs> yes. <laughs> it got my. It got still got to make that T-shirt. It got my wheels turning. I'll, I'll take a cold one, sir. Yeah. It got my wheels turning. Never ever use this cooler ever again. Uh, all right. So, anyways, it got my wheels turning about. Uh, the whole like about legacy and what legacy is and why legacy exists and mm-hmm. that that's the reason. 
I thought of this all high last night watch, watching that Rogan. It's because we are the Control. only we are the only species that are aware of our own mortality, and because of that we know we're going to be gone one day. We want to instinctively we want to leave something behind. To me, that's yeah, it's just ego based. Exactly. Oh, for sure, it's ego based. It has nothing to do with like your real time. For here, right? sure. For sure. But like, I trust me. I I'm I get wanting. I get wanting to, I get it all. Like, that's where mm-hmm. I come from in my, in my mind. I've just, as I've gotten older, I thought about it more. I'm just like, you know, like, yeah, I just want, I just want people to think um, I was, I was a good person and was, was dope, you know, like did yeah. dope shit and, and was good, good energy. And, um, it's not necessarily about like achieving everything I possibly can with all my time, maximizing my time <laughs> to the fucking, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I just kind of, pulled back off that a bit more so you think you think legacy is not for you well i'm just not so moved by the idea of a legacy i think if i live every day the way i'm trying to live right now and like yeah i I know i'll have a good legacy that takes care of itself Mm -hmm. so i'm not i'm not worried like i can't worry about the future i'm not trying to think about the future at all yeah it's really just the future is just a figment of what we it's an illusion it of, is. of an idea in our head it's you know head, yep. and we're making the future in the present so if you can like if you're looking forward you're kind of missing what's in front so it's just, uh, you know you're missing what's in front of you presently you know what i mean you mm-hmm. just got to like make the most of it i i get the legacy thing i do i mm-hmm. get it and i think you're the point about impacting people kobe perfect example like yep. that legacy he left what an unbelievable power that is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I totally get it. But I think if you do the right thing every day, day in and day out, and try to be the best you can, that you're going to take your legacy to the best place it can in the end. Andrew's impacting people who are closest to you. Right. You and I, I think mean? that's most important. Yeah. I think that's most important. I think that mm-hmm. gets lost in the celebrity world a bit. There's no way the fucking rock is that present. Can't be. Yeah. Logistically speaking, and like we still, have, he lives on the same planet we do. Like mm-hmm. I know he doesn't sleep much at all. Yeah, you know, but fuck, he does do tremendous things. For I'm sure he does. Yeah. I'm sure he does. Yep. he's like the fucking ideal guy. <laughs> I, you know, what I, mean? I get why he's such a. That's why I love him. It's just like to me, I, there's certain things about it I can't identify. I with. just really want to know if he's full of shit or not. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> me too. I you do. know what I mean? There's no way he's that hunky dory. Like. <laughs> Oh, yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, thank you. I want to know if the second the cameras are off, he's like, where's my mocha latte? He's like, fuck off. Where's my whore? <laughs> Bring my whore to my hotel room now. <laughs> I hate this view. <laughs> Every actor in this movie says, piece of shit, I'm the best actor in all of Hollywood. I'm the richest actor and the best actor. There's no, where's my whore? There's no way he is that, though. I'm just wondering, no, I'm just wondering if he's that, <laughs> if he's really as dialed in like, yeah. and really as balanced as he comes off. Yeah. You know, when someone's like too perfect that it's like, ah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like, what? I, like, like I thought that about, what, Tom, is, what is he hiding? I thought that about Tom Brady. And then I saw him make out with this kid and I'm like, oh, yeah. there's his flaw. You know, he does have flaws. Yeah, that was really weird. <laughs> yeah, for real. Do you have a spit over there? It was a little too much. Mike, speaking to kids, do you think, um, you think you'll hit your kids one day? What's your view on that? Did you just ask if I'll hit my kids? Yeah. No hit. way. You'll I'll never, I'll never touch my kids. No. Fuck. Say it to the microphone. I'll never touch my kids ever, and like never outside of like something you have to do, like keeping them in a room or whatever. Like yep, but never like strike them. No way. Never. I don't. I don't connect with that. Um, I don't connect with that. I think the old me would have. I mean, my parents hit me a little bit, very, very little. Well, that's you what know? I'm saying. It's uh, very little. Again, that, I, that's another spectrum. Yeah, to me, like I just changed the way I look at it, bro. It's mm-hmm. it's the environmental programming. What are you teaching them? Yeah. What are you teaching them? Like, what is gained by that? What? What? But, but, like, are you saying that you can't reprimand your child with, with just your power over his life? <laughs> you have to strike them. Like, I would just be like, listen, man, you know, you can make this decision, but you're gonna live with it, and it's gonna be bad, and it's not gonna be friendly, and you're gonna be have to be you in your room all day. You can have that conversation day. with a seven year old, though. Yeah, yeah, I think it can be taught through, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, dude, I'm not a. I'm not saying I'm not even naysaying people that do. For me, I don't connect with it. That's all. Like I, I don't think I need to hit my no. The relationship I, I'm watching my sister with Brielle, mm-hmm. who she's doing an incredible job. Also, my parents are like super involved. She's yeah. been a single mom, mm-hmm. and they're fucking crushing it. Like non biasedly, mm-hmm. I just go back. I'm like, she is so thoughtful and well behaved. Yeah, 
And like, you know, had her regular things. Like she couldn't fall asleep for a while and like cry and be hysterical for Marissa to like let her sleep in her bed. And then mm-hmm. they literally went to a psychi- psychiatrist for a bit or checked her like just like, hey, what are we supposed to do? Should, like this is really hard on Marissa. She was crying every night. Mm-hmm. The doctor was like, no, you can't. You can't. Yeah, you can't enable it. Like it will have a bad trend. So she yeah. got through it. You know what I mean? Well, but that's something that like it's it's you know it's, it's something a child does. They cry. You know. And that, yeah, yeah. It, no, it, but she just had like a she developed a bit of a phobia of like an abandonment phobia mm-hmm. like, and it was pretty hard on my sister because she's so cute. She's like, mommy, let me sleep. Like for hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But she got through that. What I'm saying is. They're, they're not they've never put a finger on her they never would and yeah. they would never need to mm-hmm. so i just how i personally <clears throat> view it but i get it sometimes kids are different like everyone's wired different you know yeah what's your what's your view on i mean like it's it's i hate the term hitting your kids because like there's such like a wide variety of like yeah spanking like you could literally like knock them on the side of the head like, yeah, if they're being yeah. A dumbass. I mean, dude yeah for sure like, like how many times like i you I, can't I, let you like you can't be like you could be like you know, but like I, my goal would be that he, you just could work around not, but f- for sure, like spanking and you know doing yeah. what you have to do to make a point. Well, so let, me, let me paint the picture for you. You have a you have a five five year old kid. Yep, he, he has a friend over, mm-hmm. and you visibly see him take a broomstick wind up and hit his friend in the face with the broomstick as hard as he can like a baseball bat. Yeah, I'd probably hit him. <laughs> I'd, ask if the, I'd ask if his friend deserved it first. <laughs> I'd probably, what I would do is say, look, now you're going to sit here and he's going to hit you with the broom five times. And you're going to learn, you're going to learn why you should never do that ever again. You will learn justice. <laughs> he needs to learn. Let the boy watch. The way I learned. The juice. <laughs> All the children lined up with their school lunches. <laughs> uh, what a what a what a clip! I don't even know why I brought that up. I think it's because like you you see these clips on Twitter that are like way out of context and like you have no idea what they're from. But it's like some a, some adult like hitting a little kid and like you have no idea what the fucking situation is. But like I think back to my childhood and like I was never abused at all like in the bad way at all but mm-hmm. like i got whacked up beside the head mm-hmm. with a fucking newspaper if i was being yeah, a fucking yeah. dumbass yeah and like by today's standards if that's like you know if that's put um on the, if that's put on the chopping block it's, it would be fucking scrutinized there'd be there'd be some people that said it was bad and some people that said it was good uh, yeah, and I everyone did, would go on that's fucking everything now literally everything yeah, that's everything now. there's a yeah. side to everything and people <laughs> yeah. love plant want like that's one thing when I talk when people talk about, hey, I can't figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. But you'll be on Twitter engaging in arguments and like there's so many people looking for clout and attention on on the internet when you're just misusing the internet. It's the best tool we got. I know it's incredible. It really is. But people are on that same platform doing it, digressing. They're going the yeah. opposite way, engaging in like. Uh, like think about the thousands and thousands and thousands of people who argue on that's all it is that's what happens when you give everyone a voice and the result of it now is that people are afraid to voice their opinion and like people who should be voicing their opinion now are are kind of like limited in a way because they have to think in their mind well do i want to have to go through this do i if i say this publicly do i want to have to go through the scrutiny of fucking like all these people saying that they either agree or don't agree. You know what I mean? I think what it all, what it's all trending to is being kinder, though. I do because yeah. because look, maybe now everyone's journals public, like everyone's personal journal. The concept is now a public thing that everyone shares, and in fact, people share more to the public than they would even do to their friends. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is like maybe. The idea, everyone getting enraged, like what it's pointing to is like, look, why don't we just like stop arguing over trivial things? Understand that everyone sees things differently. Like, I get it. This is, it's, it's way harder to do this than say it. But what I'm saying is, I think it could be a cool trend that the internet is kind of existing with this cancel culture, everyone being so outraged. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's curtailing what you should say on the internet, but maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. Maybe we don't need everyone's firm opinion and making fun of other people and shit and just like yeah. try to regulate it towards being more peaceful, like yeah. overall. Well, you know? Twitter's, Twitter's starting to like take action. Actually, I mean, I got, I got banned for, uh, for 24 hours from Twitter recently. Yep. I you was, sure did. I wasn't even trying to be malicious really, at all. You know what I mean? He said, really? I mean, at all. 
<laughs> not really. Like I get why I was banned from Twitter. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll say, I'll tell the story. It's not even bad. Um, is Ben here hit his head on the, on the Tesla door, the doors that kind of swing up like wings. Blue hit me with the Tesla door. <laughs> I didn't hit my head. Yeah, with the with the Tesla door. I let Elon know he big leagues it. Yeah, and then you you t- you tweeted Elon, and then I added on to your tweet, and I said, <laughs> "Yeah, I, now our friend's mentally retarded, so you can cut us a check." I said I used the ter- <laughs> I used the term mentally retarded, which is not a bad term. Look, that's like a great example of like something that's just like ah uh, yeah like people should not get enraged over that. I get. I get it. I get the angle of like, yeah, you know, I know some, but like, it's clearly not being used in that way. Within that context. Yes, you shouldn't say it, but like, yeah. no, it shouldn't be something that you allow yourself to be bothered by. I'm wondering if I got banned for a day for that, what the fuck's happened to other people from the other shit I read? Oh yeah, there's probably people getting banned left and right. Left and right, yeah. Well, good for that. I hope I hope there is a difference and I hope people can be more Maybe kind. we're trending towards peace, guys. You never know. <laughs> I, I came to the realization and... uh before we close out here, I, I'm just remembering a conversation we had where in high school, um, there was trying to be like an erase, like a race, uh, like prejudice and racism and stuff. And it, like, we were doing like a seminar in our high school or something like that. And like people were giving talks and yep. like, you know, like when they give those talks, everyone just nods their head. They're like, yeah, like people should be less racist. People should be less prejudice, prejudice against like others who are different. Mm-hmm. And then like one smart ass who like makes so much sense now, like what he said, he's like, don't you think that there's always just going to be shitty people no matter what? And they're always going to be there like a thorn in our side saying shitty things. And no matter what we do, those people are always going to exist. Perfect. And then he's like, so like, (laughs) that's the point, right? Yeah. That's the point. That's the point. Like, look, there's a yin and a yang to everything. Yeah. It's and, and like, if you can just say, Hey, if you can just accept that right there, Mm -hmm. there's no way you're going to please everyone. They're actually, it's actually beneficial to have people not all think identically. Mm-hmm. And you just accept it for what it is, and yes, you could disagree, you know, but it doesn't have to be malicious. And then, and then think about what that does to the politics of it. Like people hate each other over being red or blue. Yeah, you know, people hate each other over these. And then personally, like if you think about politics in general, I think this is actually a really cool topic. Like, I think it's outlandish that we're trying to put people in a box of. Democrat, yeah. Republic. That's why I don't vote. Or fucking independence. Why I don't vote. That's why I don't vote. And it's That's not the really, only reason. Uh, to be honest, everyone my, else go out and vote this Tuesday <laughs> if you're in California. But like, look, I don't even un, like, I, I, you know, you can disagree with my view on this, but I, I, I don't think, I think I'd be doing a disservice because I'm not invested in it and I'm not invested in anyone and I, and I don't, I'm not drawn to it and I, I don't have a lot of shit going on in my life and I personally, I can't believe as an outsider how one-sided and, and how much, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's divided. It's, uh, it's so divided, but it, it's all propaganda. That's the word. Yeah. CNN is all this. Fox, Fox News is all, is all that. that. Yep. Washington Post is this. It's just like, dude, there's no one giving a real unbiased opinion in my, in my opinion. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is the only is the guy. guy. Yeah. That's why he's winning. Joe Rogan. Right? That's why Joe that's why Rogan's he's winning. winning. Yeah. That's why he's winning. Cause he's keeping it a buck. Yeah. I will continue to get all my information from him. News, guests, information, anything. Um, and yeah, they know you're totally right. Cause it's like, if you're, if you're conservative, like you have to check these boxes. If Fuck you're liberal, that. you have to check. And yeah, that's why I don't vote. That's literally people think I'm crazy for not voting. I vote. And I I'm not even, and one, I haven't, you're, you're right, I, one, I haven't found anyone that I'm like, yeah, that's the guy. Like, I need him to be the leader. Uh, and I think the reason why I don't think that is because I'm conservative on some things and Look, I'm liberal about some things, which is how it should be. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I am too. And, and, and I definitely, you know, like, I don't identify at all with a category. That's, that's, it's hard for me to even go in there with any type of direction. I don't watch enough. Mm-hmm. And I don't watch enough because it puts me in a bad vibe. I talk about my programming all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I've been in better moods, bro, because I don't consume. I really try to avoid anything with any negative undertones. Mm-hmm. I watch that shit. I'm at the gym. I see it. I get a little stressed from it. I'm like, yeah, I don't even know what the fuck I believe half the time. I'm like, this is a whole different podcast about, yeah, yeah, about but, what the media is putting in. But we don't even, yeah, and that's not even right our now. vibe to talk about. But yeah. it's just like, I just think everyone, all of the listeners and all the people our age and younger need to understand that like it's time to... Like there is evolution in front of us. Like mm-hmm. things are going to change. The government structure could change. There's, there's, we're trending towards like radical changes, and I think it's all going to lend itself to thinking independently, mm-hmm. but respecting everyone's view. 
Yep. And like, that's where it's got to go. Like some young leader who can like. Our country in the grand scheme of things is still very young. For yeah. sure. We've had how many, like 200 years of presidents, Not even, if that. And, uh, you know, we're in the grand scheme of things of how long, like civilization has been around. That's fucking nothing. So like yeah. it, it will, it will change. And I think what my friend Mike here is trying to say is that love, love is blind. blind. Uh, I saw Frank's dad made it out. I haven't seen him in like four years. I love you, dad. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, dad. I love you, dad. Oh, <laughs> uh, so good. Just end on that. Yeah, I love that Michael Del Zotto got all of your references, dude. Yeah, it made me so fuck good? with him so much heavier. <laughs> isn't it so? Like good? I fucked with him already. Dude, isn't, he, legend, isn't he a but cool just motherfucker? Made, that yeah, episode is performing very great, by the way. If you, if no one's seen it yet, uh, Michael Del Zotto, phenomenal dude, what hockey a player, stallion, just, just a, a fucking overall just rock just star. Yo, can I creative direct uh, DJ Banana Hammock? Yeah, it's how good is it? Yes. Am I right or am I right? No, it's just dude, smash. He he could go crush. The bitches would be lining up. Yeah, Michael Del Zotto, a very very great guy, journeyman in the NHL, great hockey player too. Great hockey. He's going to see uh, much much success after after his hockey I'm career. I'm getting a piece of that. I might manage him. <laughs> Yeah, we'll think about that. it. We'll know the whole game by then. Yeah, we'll all work for him. Sponsor it, by, <laughs> sponsor it with Chug Bud. If you haven't seen the episode, check out Michael Delzato's the one before this one. And uh, any any closing remarks? Anyone? Great cock and balls. Yeah, great cock and balls on you guys. All right, it's been awesome. You guys are welcome here anytime. Yeah. Hi. This is John Kilmer, the producer of the YNK Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to our new episode. If you want to catch the video of this interview, be sure to go to www.ynkpodcast.com. It'll be released on Friday. And in the meantime, I have no idea what else to talk about because this song goes on for way too long. Have a wonderful day.